Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh. Oh, oh. It's Keith. Welcome to another episode of our amazing podcast, which is now critically acclaimed. Absolutely. Um, and I think we're, I think we're all pretty excited about this episode. We have a cool guest coming, and yes. uh, are you excited, Keith? Uh, absolutely. Oh, very absolutely. nice. Absolutely. Keith absolutely. is awake. Absolutely. This is huge. Okay, so cool. You, look at you. You're so up. Yes. Um, and then in terms of goals for this episode, I want to be present, and I just hope that at no point during this episode. That I just hope I don't have to poop. What about what are what are your goals for the episode? I want to tear down walls and get to know people Whoa. and uh, keep my focus sharp. Cool, Rach. Goals. Um, I want to party. <laughs> okay, cool, Rach. Very party. cool vibe. Keith, goal. I want to make a connection. <gasps> I want to make a connection with everybody here, and I want to tell the truth for once. I'm gonna just tell for the wh- truth, straight out truth. Whoa, this All is big. Truth. This all is big. Bring all in the time. all dogs. Okay. That's what I want to um, do. Now, how many times yeah. have you had a woman pull a gun on you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did have a woman pull a gun on me about two times. Two times. Was was one of them your mom? No, my mom's. No, 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 no. My mom, uh, you know, had had a 22, 38. Mm-hmm. And you know she shot Those a guy. Those are also under, my sizes. Under the table. That's, oh, my, that's my measurement. But you know she she was a you know rough woman. She, my mom. She yeah. was she was pretty tough. She was the real deal. Yeah, she's a real deal for sure. What was she like? Let's let's go around and talk about our moms for a second. This segment's well, called Moms. No well, thanks. Yeah, my mom is like uh, she was like the, in that you know that neighborhood you know South Philly. She had to step up because my dad to passed survive. on. Yeah. And uh, in the neighborhood, did she you know she did handle of my business and she loved that kids beyond anything she loved the kids yeah anybody do something with the kids like this guy was putting trash on our on a um, sidewalk and we took the trash and put on the guy pulled a gun on us my mom went there kicked the door open and you know things happen but what? that's that's things happen <laughs> that's a that's a, <laughs> She can't be brought up on charges posthumously. She's not going to do time. Uh, what's the statute of limitations? No, she's passed on. Yeah. I love my mom so much. She got me out of everything. Right. Everything that I was in, she got. Like, I was in the Navy for like two and a half hours. How'd she get you out of the Navy? Well, <laughs> she got me. I was sworn in and all that. I was sworn in. Uh-huh. And the guy, recruit officer, came and picked me up. I'm like, oh, mom, I don't want to go. And a crude officer cursed me out, you little punk ass bitch. Right. You're going in this. And my mom said, Don't come my son, no punk ass bitch. I'm like, Yeah, get him, mom. Get him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we go down to the recruit office. Yeah. And he takes my mom in a room and starts negotiating. Now, I'm 17. He tells her, You know, he's 17. You're going to get at least 400 and some dollars a month. And my mom's like, woo. <laughs> She's like, in the Navy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, she came out and she looked. She said, he don't want to go. And yeah. he just got me out of she it. She got you out of the Navy. <laughs> Rach, your mom. My mom is like, she'll, we'll have like a peaceful dinner. 
And then all of a sudden she'll, she just loves like dark news, you know? So we were in the middle of like, my brother was just had a baby and, and, um, my boyfriend was meeting them for like the second time and we're all sitting around in the deck and Aaron's at the hospital and we're just having like lighthearted, lovely meal. And then my mom just goes, Howie, Julian Tepper died. And like, <laughs> like not the moment. And she was like, your old boss, the one you were so fond of. Oh my! God. And I'm like, why would this be the moment? She told not me his old dear friend died. And then she goes, I, I've been trying to to find the obituary, but I, I can't find it. She loves an obitch. Nothing makes Karen happier than a fresh obitch. Yeah. When I come to breakfast in the morning, she'd be looking through the metro section for the darkest story, and then she would just say it under her breath until you asked her about it. Oh, I'd be God. eating cereal, and she'd be like, three children, gone. Oh, no. And I'm like, and she's just waiting. I'm like, I'm not going to follow up you. She'd be like, gone. Right. <laughs> talking to herself, yeah. And Bridge, you can't talk about your mom without talking about where you're from. Yeah, uh, my mom, Freddie, um, she's sort of like a, a new American classic. She <laughs> is, I'm from Manhattan, Kansas, and the Little Apple, and my dad was mayor at one point, and then so was my brother later, many years later, so we're kind of like the Kennedys of Manhattan, Kansas. Wow, population. Well, uh, 30,000. Nice, <laughs> nice. But um, my mom is a school teacher, retired. Like My dad was like the really funny one, like the classic wit, like every, you know, all the ladies wanted to fuck him and did. And, um, and then... <laughs> Same. <laughs> and then, um, but Go my mom, she just sort of gave up at some point. And like, we would go to Food for Less, and she would just wear just like the thin little nightgown with like the, you know, she used to, she'd have holes in weird places in her nightgowns. And we would go to Food for Less, put like a coat over, but you could still see her beaver tails like just around her waist as she's riding oh, around the yeah. jazzy and like, She's, she's a, a dream. she's a real rebel and like, but everybody knows Freddie yeah. in town and just like my mom can't follow anything. Like she watches these really complex programs sometimes yeah. and she, Keith is literally falling asleep while I'm talking. No, <laughs> that's fine. Keith will be in and out. I'm not. I was thinking, no, no I was with you. No, he I, sways I, a little. It happens to me a lot. Yeah. No, I was with you all the way. I wasn't falling asleep. All right. All right. No, she's a, she's a sweet woman, but, um, She's she's a rascal. You fall in love with her. You do. What about you? My mom. Okay, so I think some people can relate to this, where you have a parent where they create their own reality, and it's tough to keep up with the narrative that she's telling herself in her head, uh, which is based on no facts. Like when I was just in the hospital, I was in pain and I had an infection, but I went on antibiotics. And that was it. I was never scared. I was never like, but when I was talking to her about it, she was like, and you know, when you were unresponsive and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like she made it like, well, we almost lost you. It just, I'm like, mom, that did not happen. Is that what you've been telling people? You know? And you just realize she just creates her own story and lives that my mom makes scrapbooks of everything, which is sweet um but also she puts every everything in like things that i avoid you know she'll be like did you know that they make fun of you on the internet and i'm like yes thank you mom, i do you know? and she'll like put that in the scrapbook it'll be like is amy racist you know i'm like pregnant or just fat i'm like mom did you think i'd want to commemorate the this thing that she doesn't edit which story she uses no I think hanging out with your mom is like working in a factory where you're like, it, it's been five minutes since our last incident, you know? And then you have to just start on over. Do you want to pound it? Or do you want to pass? Pass. Do you want to pound it? Or do you want to pass? Pound it. Jennifer Love Hewitt, pound it or pass. Keith? I uh, 250. 
What? You're going to give her the 250 pumps? 250 pumps. (laughs) I'm sure she can hardly wait. (laughs) Hello! Thank you! You can send my fan mail to Keith Robinson's house. Um... Okay, uh, Rach, Jennifer Lopez. Fine as hell. Pound. Pound it. Okay, Bridge? Um, she, I respect her as a woman. She definitely has great tits. Yeah, why not? Sure, yeah. I'm going to also go with pound it. Um, and uh, I hope she's not offended by that. She's probably doing some amazing work with children. I like it when Bridget and Amy get drunk. They like to tweet at Rombauer wine and That's ask right. them to sponsor them Chardonnay. and they keep trying to distance their brand. <laughs> I, yeah, I think but we're not on brand. Oh, what happened? Ricky Rombauer, whatever his name is, uh, Ronald Rombauer just died. Like the <gasps> guy. You're telling me this on air? Oh I'm my sorry. God. Wait a minute. Are you sure? Yeah, fact I'm, checker. I'm fact checker. Wait, what happened? He, he died? He, he died and, and like, and, and all the, because people have been forwarding me like his obit and like his, you know. And what was he like? He, this is our favorite Chardonnay. Full of life. But, Very oaky. But I also think that he might have been what's been keeping us away from getting a sponsorship. Okay, so maybe so we now are, we have an end. Truly, we are sorry for your loss. <laughs> of course we are not we are. making light, but if your children are taking this over and they like us, we would like to get involved. And, we, and again, just we for are a nominal sorry fee. for your loss. A nominal fee. Is it, is a that, nominal fee of just sending us wine. He created a beautiful, beautiful wine. Beautiful and I, you know, wine. I don't want to limit it to the Chardonnay. That's sort of... No, but, we would never. But um, And there's a melon-flavored Mad Dog um, that really <laughs> just... Well, shout out to Jordan Vineyard. I just really started drinking like maybe 11 years ago. What a hero. <laughs> no, Is that I wasn't true? drinking. Yeah, Why didn't you ever ago. drink? Well, because I used to drink real young and then I stopped for a while. Okay. Why did you stop? Of course, I was... You want to get custody back? <laughs> <laughs> I stopped drinking. You know, there's a lot of lot of things okay, involved. Okay, but you, you made know. a conscious decision to Made stop a conscious drinking. decision okay. to stop. Yeah. Then, you know, we were on the road, me and... It's you and Wanda. Me and Wanda right. on the road. So, She's you know, the they, they're doing chairs and I have my water. I'm like, yeah, chairs. And nobody said, liked you. Uh, I'm not chairing no damn water. Right, get out <laughs> of like, here. I'm like, oh, well, shit, give me one glass of wine. And there you go. <laughs> That's how heroin addicts are made. Exactly. <laughs> well, I uh, feel like so easily like susceptible to drugs. You know, I could be talked into it. If somebody's like, oh, do you ever try like crack? I'd be like, no, that's insane. But if you genuinely said to me like, no, it's really not that bad. I'd be like, well, I'm listening. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'd have some follow-up questions, but probably I'm going to try... I'll try crack, probably. Yeah. I did it once. I get it. <laughs> you did crack? I did it once. It was yes! Sort of, I sort of stumbled into it. They're like, it's just cocaine, but we're smoking it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I like it because it's got the the high coke, but like the soft blanket of like a little weed. We you know? really can't I mean, promote it's... crack on this podcast, Bridget. I, I do like... hope you realize. Like I did it once. It's not like... New Jack City. That we would need be to... the finest headline in all the world. <laughs> And all the headlines. But I, but the night did, and you know, it's no. not, it's not the fairy tale ending. Can you describe for. it again, just one more time? No, definitely describe not. Describe it for the kids. I narrowly about crack is that it's empowering. It's empowering. <laughs> but I've had loved ones that got involved in crack, and it didn't all end so well. But yeah, so it doesn't I, I, usually. I did it once, but like that's with, with me with drugs. Like I'm just like, eh, and I can see the appeal, and I'm like, never right. again. So that nobody's judging you. We just don't want any listen. Like some 13 year old listening to this. <laughs> Guys, crackheads, crack, you will die, me, me, okay? You will it. die if you try crack. Don't you do to the beauty of crack. No! <laughs> no one try crack. No, no one, one try crack. crack. No one try 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 crack.
So I guess it's time for why Keith's a bad person. Why is Keith a bad person? Oh, what you gonna do this time? Okay, Keith will find a person in a room that looks like the worst oh. possible version of you, mm-hmm. and he'll call out your name like he thinks that's you. I'll go, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, over here. Rachel. Rachel. And it's always so painful because you're like, that's what I could become. Like, Sometimes it's like the it's real darkest hurtful. version of who you might end mm-hmm. up. For me, I remember my most hurtful ones. And there have been a lot. But yeah. um, I was walking into the comedy cellar and there was a woman outside just kind of like poking at a pile of trash. Like she was like that woman <laughs> in the neighborhood that has like control issues with the yeah. trash. She was like, no, no, like like swatting people away. Yeah. And she was kind of poking at this trash and separating it and... um. And uh, she did look a little like me, all right? But <laughs> it's her fault. She looked like if things kept going in a very, very bad direction. You know, you, you remember the ones that hit too close to home. Yes. Like for me, the one that hit the closest home, which still stings today, we were out in Long Beach. Like we just all went to the beach for the day. I think it was 4th of July. Yes. And there was a man riding one of those really tall bicycles. And he had like this, this little thin blonde pony, just this this elderly man and he just looked so much like me and Keith was like Amy why are you on that bicycle Amy (laughs) and it still stings to this day (laughs) and he often will give him like a warm hello he'll be like Amy get over here join join the gang again (laughs) why aren't you over here and you're like oh that's so hurtful no now what is going on with you what's going on with your personal life my personal life well nothing that I'm just Doing things. Yeah, see, what that is that isn't that yeah, a great example very of too broad, I'm too broad. Things. And let me tell you what that means, Keith. That means Keith has a few balls up in the air. Once he says a name, he feels like that shuts down three other threads. Yep. Like If you look through his text right now, you would see unspeakable things. Hey, unspeakable he wants to images. Keep those images coming. Yeah, he wants Guantanamo to keep that style images. <laughs> and Keith's the kind of guy who will date like a really young girl, but say that she is an old soul. <laughs> Do you have a study right now? Do you have like a, a you know, or do you have no, like a... Right what's her major at NYU? Right, <laughs> right now, you know, Dalton, I'm just, come on. you know, I'm focused on my son right now. You are so full of shit. But that's, but that's a good answer. That's though. a great answer. Oh, oh you God. can't argue with that. Wow, what a I'm Just what a focusing sweetheart. on my son. Your see, son is how old is he? He's 24. Okay. Yeah. His so son you is had adorable. him when you were 16. D, I want to say. 67. Were you in the room when little Keith was born? I was playing Miss Pac-Man. You are garbage. No, I had a championship championship match. No, I was playing Miss Pac-Man, then I ran to the hotel. I got to see the birth and all that. Now, you you only claim one child, but how many are out there have you been accused of birthing? Eight, nine. Maybe eight to nine. Okay, good. We are blessed. With two Rachels today. Our guest is Rachel Bloom. Hi. Um, my crazy ex-girlfriend fame. It's and, just crazy uh, ex-girlfriend. Crazy ex-girlfriend fame. Um, <laughs> thank We're you. We're to an amazing start. Yes, it's perfect. So, hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We met for the first time at our agent, Alan. I don't know how to Alan, say his last name. Really? Haldeman? Uh, Haldeman. Haldeman. It's like a famous last name because of the Nixon thing. The Nixon, I know. His grandfather went to jail for 18 months for aiding and abetting Nixon. And this is, 
what we learned about him, and then we said we'd like to sign. <laughs> Where do we sign? He's the best. He's actually really, he's really, really sweet. Like he, he looks like a Ken doll. Like if you yes, see him, you're very handsome. annoyed by he's him. He's absurdly handsome. And I remember when I first met him, uh-huh. I was like, like a little. I don't trust that. A little rude. And um, Rachel's mean to people she's attracted to. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. Well, Amy was like, Amy was like, I was just like, I didn't even notice I was doing it, but I just do it to guys that are too hot sometimes that I figure it would like potentially have rejected me. And then Amy Amy took me aside and she was like, just so you know, like he was a fat kid. Like he's a nice person. (laughs) He was not a, Alan was not a fat kid. Have you not seen No, him? Alan was a fat I'm kid. I'm going to show you a picture. <laughs> no, Alan was That's a fat kid. That's why he's so sweet, because he, he, you know, he, I think he still feels like that. Um, oh. So we met at his wedding, and... Um, Which is the most goyish a place we'd ever been. It was... It's called the California Club. It's yeah, like a country club for... Whites. Whites. I mean, it was really, yeah. Um, beautiful wedding, beautiful couple, very white venue. Amy and got up and kind of hijacked the speech <laughs> I did. of the I father did. of the father of the rye was giving, let's just say, a very long and drawn out speech. It was. It was. Uh, I had to take the mic and... Uh, you had to. Had to. You had to. <laughs> well, I had to because I love him and it was, it really was, it was getting out of hand. But uh, yeah, so I had to sort of stand up and... Make an insanely inappropriate speech, but but part of it was, I was like, and and let's I have the microphone. It was a, like a wireless, and I was like, and let's hear from some of Alan's black friends. And then I walked around the room with the mic, like searching for even one black friend. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we we got to really hang that night. We hit it off like I think we probably knew we would. You, well, you gave uh, you gave me some edibles. I gave you an well, and you're welcome. And the wedding was real fun. It was amazing. <laughs> really, really fun. We have a picture of Alan. Oh, Fat Alan? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Do you love him so much more? Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you seen this? This is oh, why. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like him. So whenever really See? hot people are nice, they've either had a really fucked up, like, childhood mm-hmm. or they were fat. Yep. Yeah. And you know something about Alan? Um, he's shy. Like, he's, he he's kind of shy. So something that I started to do was um, find ways to deeply humiliate him in public, like sending him clowns. Um, if I knew he was going to be at work in a convention or something, I would, and he would just slip information kind of just like, Oh no, we have a conference. So I'll talk to you later. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. Where, when, you know, Oh, just downstairs. Okay. Bye. And then I would uh, order as many clowns as I could to go and sing to him as if it were his birthday <laughs> in front of his coworkers. And, uh, and now he's very careful because I've done this like many times. So, and now he's careful not to give me any information. Like he was doing a triathlon or something. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Where? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm not nothing. And people are trained, his assistants trained not to give me any information or whatever. Because I love, we got to work together on I'm this. I that because he trusts, oh, he trusts me inherently. He does. Oh, he oh, so trusts me. He'll so tell me anything. Good. This is great. I was on stage doing one of my shows and I told a story like off the cuff about how we got this business manager and they signed us up for a cheaper pet health insurance. And in order to cancel our old health insurance, they unbeknownst to me told them that our dog had died. So I get, so I don't know this is happening. And so I open my mail to find like a we're sorry card signed by the entire a pet insurance company saying like Wiley was a beautiful soul. Oh my God. Hopefully she crosses the rainbow bridge in peace. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Also, what's a rainbow bridge? The, have oh. you seen the rainbow bridge? No, what's oh. that? Whoa, whoa. It's like a what special is... uh, place how animals pass over. They go, they go over the rainbow bridge. The rainbow bridge. Oh. There's a whole like, website where there's an image you can list your pet crossing the rainbow bridge. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 
<laughs> you, don't, you don't give a shit about dogs. Keith went over the Rainbow Bridge in Brazil, and uh, he's never been quite the same. Uh, Sorry, Keith is a bad person. We no. just um, I've been arrested. Keith, you've been arrested. I've been cuffed well about ten times. And how many of those were by women just trying to keep you out of? Them? <laughs> no, actually, ten times, Keith. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. For what? Yeah. For nothing, really. Um. <laughs> One time I was uh, viewing prostitutes. Viewing? <laughs> yeah. Prostitutes? No, we like sightseeing. You no. mean you're in Amsterdam walking through the red light district? No, what are you no, talking about? I was in, in Brazil. Philadelphia. In Philly, okay. And I was looking at the prostitutes do their thing and watch them work because I was always interested in how they did their. You are oh, such don't act a like you're an investigative journalist. <laughs> you are interested, <laughs> interested viewing prostitutes. Viewing prostitutes. <laughs> I like. I hope you get arrested right now. <laughs> no, I would go down there and watch the prostitutes. I do chores you for didn't them and all passively that. Passively peer at them like a I bird did. watcher. What kind of chores would you do for them? I get them like candy, sodas. Wouldn't they need more like energy bars? Yeah, that's a good that's point. Like that, but I'll get they them, didn't have kind bars back then. I get no. them Pepsi just to get, help you get the energy up. And yeah. Keith, when you were young, were you worried for them because Jack the Ripper was around? <laughs> or... <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. ten arrests. Okay, and I got cool. arrested for. You know, Did you ever Lord, do time? Loitering. No, you didn't no, do time. I, no, I almost. I went to. I went to county jail for about a day, two days. Yeah. I went to a Jewish day camp, so I do understand that. Did you, the town you grew up in, did they like Jewish people or, or were you, were they anti-Semitic or what? I don't know. Every, it's, it's very multicultural. I mean, the You home, weren't embarrassed about being no, Jewish. No, no, I felt different, but for a lot of other reasons. And I think Jewishness didn't necessarily cause my OCD and my like love of musical theater from the 1950s and make me and you know like I didn't really go out in the sun I wasn't really allowed to go to the beach because my parents were afraid that I'd drown like that's not oh my god which is they're probably not wrong well do you like like being black you always have pressure of being black like I always say on stage what I'm 100% black uh-huh but there's different things I can do to lose some of my blackness like what well, if I tuck my T-shirt in my underwear, that's 15 points. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm saying, is there anything that makes you less Jewish or yeah. people, how oh, people yeah. look at you? It's like, kind of oh, fun. Even as- how you dress, like sometimes like um, like a collared solid shirt. I was, gonna, I was about you're to say like, wearing a white a or pink polo shirt. Oh, yeah. You're just like, <laughs> it's like you're wearing, I feel like I'm wearing a costume. Look, being Jewish in this country is... Even if you're living in like the fucking South and people it's think you have not, horns, right. it is nothing compared to being black in this Absolutely. country. Um, especially where I grew up, it was almost nothing. Like right. Jews are super inbred. All Jews come from 350 people 800 years ago because there was a it's bottleneck where we were cousins. all killed. Yeah. It's all cousins. Nice. But I Let's don't know give if- them more ammunition to think we're awful. <laughs> I know. I- <laughs> In case you didn't hate Jews, tune in to our podcast. I don't know if that was like, is that a thing with like other, I don't know about inbreeding. Inbreeding with other cultures? I don't know. I I certainly (laughs) hope so. It probably is. Wait, this is sort of neither here nor there, but didn't Rudy Giuliani first marry someone who was like, he was related to? Does that sound familiar to anyone Yeah, wasn't like a second cousin or something? I think it was. Um, third, and people, third cousin, it's no, okay. I think no. Kev, if it's third cousin, Kev, it's will good. you get on it? Um, 
Yeah. It, let's check this one out. We got to check this one. I think they've even proven that first cousins actually doesn't that there it's it's when you're like doing like uncle and niece. Oh, and cool. Stuff well, like then that. I have to make a phone call. Will you guys excuse me? Uh, you've been with your husband for a long time. Yeah, ten years. Wow. Wow. And uh, did did you guys fall in love, or were you friends first, or what was your beginning? Yeah, we were friends. I dated a lot of his friends. Best way to do it because it's comedy. It's the world of comedy. Um, <laughs> but we've been together since uh, my senior year of college. Wow. It's weird. I, I never thought I'd be the person to be with someone yeah. for 10 years. I mean, I got married at like 27, which wow. I, I never, th- I never thought That's that would be. That's a good age, me. though. It was yeah. a great age, but I just never. Are you still in love? We talked about being in love versus loving no, someone. No, it, look, it changes like, and I've done a lot of research on this because we taught like shows kind of about this. And like, there's this term called limerence, which is the kind of. I don't even know if it's a scientific term, but it's the like psychological term given to that obsessive love. And it stems from your lizard brain wanting you to reproduce. And so the amount that the limerent stage takes, it, it's about two and a half years, which is the amount of time it would take for you to conceive a child and raise the child to like not die on its own. And so, so limerence is, is what again? Obsessive it's, love. Like when oh, you're that's like, when you're having those feelings, eat, but it's like the, like the, the almost unpleasant obsessive love. Yeah. Can you eat, feel can't sick? Sleep. You feel sick. All you're doing is thinking about that person. A lot of people, when they talk about being addicted to being in love after two and a half years or so, it starts to fade and theoretically it turns into a deeper bond but a lot of people miss that kind of like you know that high of and they think something's wrong and we're not in love anymore but it's like no it just you have to it has to evolve into something else you still can be in love without uh I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I think limerence, like, which is a word that i've never heard i'm already passing as my own (laughs) vocab fantastic um it (laughs) is a like, that's what I think of as being in love. And I think if I say, like, oh, I'm in, in love with someone or falling in love with someone, that doesn't mean that I love them um, yet. Like, that comes sort of later, I think, um, once, as I've, you know, my studies have shown limerence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're just like us with, like, that we like to diagnose people yeah. and we <laughs> have no formal training but are very ready to just break down kind of what's going on in the brain. Oh, it's very unhealthy because I treat myself like I'm a psychologist. I have no, no, I don't know. No, no I love a kitchen sink analysis. <laughs> yeah. really I've read like a book and I'm just like, well, um, according to my, yeah. Guys, let's do a quick, what's bugging you? What's bugging me? Yeah. What's on your mind? And don't look at Rachel. Rachel's hat right now oh, is, is bugging me. Other, other, other Rachel. Dumb other Rachel. Not the Rachel. Yeah. Dumb hat is infuriate me. <laughs> you know what I don't like? I don't like animated movies that are trying to make the characters in them iconic before you even know what the movie is, where it's just like, meet Scratch. Right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, and it's just like, you're gonna love Scratch. Yeah. And it's like the posters, they're trying to, to manufacture these like viral marketing campaigns, <laughs> trying to get you amped for these characters before you even understand the context. Right. And it's just like, he has one buck too. <laughs> yeah, Janelle Scranch. What's bugging you? I got a couple things. Ooh, what's um, going on? Uh-oh. One thing that bothers me is when I'm at the airport and I'm trying to board and I get in my certain group because I got a certain kind of status. And oh. I know you don't like it when I talk oh, about my Del- diamond, diamond status. status. I can't. She always but, talks about this. But I'm always dressed like a like a homeless person, and like people always try to like cut in front of me because they think that I don't. Um, I'm not going like, to be. Getting 
on the plane first. Yeah. And I like to get in line. I like to, that's, that bothers me. Yeah. But what really bothers me is, um, a lot of young singers like try to sound like Adele and like the, or the Jonas Brothers. They try to sound like somebody else, and that really bothers me. I like that. That's the list: the Jonas Brothers or Adele. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a Jonas Brothers song. Well, you know, like just like there's like this way that like I don't know that boy bands sing, and then there's a way that Adele sings, and people try to to mimic it instead of singing like themselves. Uh, I, I there's really- this thing. Okay, wait. I've noticed two things. Like, and tell me if you've noticed this because I've noticed this with a lot of like musical theater singers too. Because Adele has like that Cockney accent, they'll almost like give themselves like, when I fail for you, like they'll they'll try oh to do God. that shit. Wait a minute, it's you got they a voice. Their vowels. Yeah, she's a singer. Oh my God, I'm a singer. Thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> yeah, my show's a musical. Who who you want? Crazy ass girlfriend. <laughs> Keith, Keith, go home and binge the show. (laughs) Rachel Feinstein, how would you describe your vocal stylings? Um, (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I'm a cross between, um, I want to say a genius and... (laughs) The jizzle? You mean from (laughs) Wu-Tang? No, I have nothing. I stink. Who's your favorite singer? Of all time. Bridget Everett. My very favorite singer is Freddie Mercury. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. I think I'm Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke? Yeah, I think so. I love Otis Redding, too. Oh, and Ani DeFranco. Otis? Okay. And Inspector Deck. I I love Dusty Springfield. Oh, I just, I love her. What's your karaoke? (laughs) Um... Actually, I really do. You do Son of a Preacher Man? Yeah, Son of a Preacher Man. But also, like, I really love Baby Got Back. Ooh, oh, really? I, I love that song. Baby, we do It was my. It became it was my one of the favorite. greatest lyricists of all time. It's a, it's an amazing. <laughs> Can we get a little duet between like with you and Bridget? Oh, I'm so glad I didn't ask that, but I do love that. <laughs> How about just a little son of a preacher man? Uh, oh yeah. man, you know, I love Bridget's voice, so I I'll probably know. just listen to her. The only, only one that could ever love me was the son of a preacher man. Have you been on Broadway? <laughs> no, for me, the schedule is just a little too involved. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I know yeah. for me, like I, when I started singing, I was inspired by a lot of early French artists and artwork. Oh yeah. No, so. Rich, you don't, <laughs> you don't say, you don't have a really oh, a I talent don't? for singing. No. <laughs> Um, it's nearing the end of our episode. Nobody wants to go, but we have to go. But let's do um, the rose and the thorn. What were your, what was your favorite moment of this episode, and what was your least favorite moment? Oh, well, I'll start, of course, uh, if I can remember. Yeah. No, my least favorite was when Bridget accused me, called you out, and <laughs> called me out was sleeping during this segment. That mm-hmm. hurt my very feelings. Okay. My best one was uh, when you caught some shut eye during when Bridget was telling that story. <laughs> 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 I got a sweet nap. Yeah. Got it a power nap. No, what was your rose? My rose? Yeah. It was absolutely Rachel. Was your favorite? Yeah, singing, adding to what she adds. Really? Yeah. She really added nice a lot. She you. brought a lot to the table. I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. What about you, Bridge, Rose and Thorn? Well, 
I'll start with my thorn. I think it's clear. Um, <laughs> it's funny because uh, the listeners at home don't know, but I'm literally drinking out of a mug where Keith is asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Rachel got that mug made for me so, for my wedding. That was Amy's wedding Seeing gift. it like live and in action was both thrilling and haunting, <laughs> but I would say that that was my thorn. But just to round it out, the, the rose for me was when Keith talked about his mom getting him out of the uh, armed forces. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was very sweet. The, the sweet tale of him being like, uh, uh, you're basically a war criminal. Um, <laughs> what was your rose and your thorn? Oh man, it's my tough. rose was briefly getting to sing with Bridget. Mm, yeah, that was cool. voice so much. Um, uh, and she wins all the Tonys in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my thorn was uh, uh, myself and worrying that I said something wrong. <laughs> My my oh inbreeding I don't no I don't care about offending Jews yeah I I don't I don't care about that yeah. I just I I uh, I'm so afraid of people being mad at me really I'm so afraid of it. oh my god well we're not mad at you and Everyone's our mad at me. and our beautiful loyal listeners are gonna love you <laughs> yeah, you were hysterical you're yeah. gonna love her Thank you. city Thank yeah you were so, so much uh, Rach Rosenthorn did you already go no. um. Yeah, Rose City for you guys singing together and your stories. I, I made I that happen. Good... No, I made it happen. That's this isn't really it's very true. We're just very true. Rose and Thorn. Very true. We're not unpacking. All right. Yeah, but I liked you guys singing together too, and your stories are funny. I love a good tale, so you yeah. you came in and you told great stories. So I was really entertained, and I was like a little drunk because I had I can get drunk <laughs> off two glasses of two wine, glass so of wine. I was worried about my Bless. participation. But you led the charge with your tale, so that was yeah, that was that really was amazing. Fun. I guess my rose was was Keith was Keith falling asleep, but only because we got to see him backpedal and start trying to give very general details about your, your mom. And my low, my thorn, um, is that I like have to poop, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's something that's, we're, we're here, whether you're Jewish or person of color or, you know, plus size, medium size, minus size, you got to poop. How do we feel like we did with our goals? I didn't. I didn't do well with my goal because I do have to poop. Yeah. So what about you, Bridge? How'd you do with your goal uh, today? I feel like I have uh, work left to do, but I'm gonna keep trying. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna dig deep. Cool, Rachel. How, how'd you? I think I party. Did you party? But I think the party's not done. Whoa. <laughs> and Keith, how'd you do with your goal of uh, not lying? I, th- I, I think I we can all. Lie. I told my truth. Okay. And I felt we good did. for it. I yeah. feel better. I think we all wanted to hear a little bit more about the the prostitutes, but that's for a future <laughs> episode. Um. Thank you so much, Rachel Bloom. Thank you for having me. We want to again remind you not to do crack. Um, Keith stinks. <laughs> and uh, hey, thanks. You've been listening to Three Girls, One Keith. Stay strong. Talk soon. Love you. Just a quick heads up that all future seasons of Three Girls, One Keith will be available only on Spotify, free and premium. So might as well hit pause. Head over to Spotify and follow Three Girls, One Keith. Did you know that if you listen to Three Girls, One Keith on Spotify free and premium, you get the extra special, extra hilarious extended cut of all our episodes. So next time you have a burning desire for Three Girls, One Keith, head over to Spotify free or premium for the extra special version. Hey, 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 Three Girls, One Keith. 
Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tella and Robin Hopkins, along with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. Really good. Did you like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>